the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. Matt, what are we seeing taking place on the grains today? Uh, a little easier tone to start. It looks like uh, we're going to see corn down, uh, you know, just at the start of the trade, uh, beans down as well. You know, we're trading weather, of course, pretty uh, consistently, uh, but we've also seen awfully good export sales here. And so uh, yesterday, just fantastic export sales, corn and beans, uh, which was sure nice to see. We've seen a couple surprise sales on the morning wire as well. So uh, we're in pretty good shape as far as uh, demand seems to be picking up just a little bit. A lot of talk about uh, Chinese interest. They bought beans, they bought wheat, and unknown was the biggest buyer of corn yesterday. And you've kind of got to think unknown probably has something to do with China. Uh, there's no, uh, you know, no certainties there, but uh, it, sure, it sure seems like they're looking for more than just uh, soybeans right now. We know that United States corn is the most affordable right now in the world marketplace, so it makes sense that it would be moving right now. But, you know, China getting involved in buying some of these, or I should say making some of these purchases, is this a sign that China is starting to ramp things up as far as making those purchases and hopefully from the United States? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they want to deal with this unless they absolutely have to. They've kind of shown those cards in the past. Uh, but at the same time, it sure looks like um, they're doing a little bit more business with us than what they were previously. So at this stage of the game, uh, you know, it's a really good sign that they're buying wheat, buying beans. I think they're buying corn as well. We're hearing about them maybe looking to buy another uh, pretty big chunk of corn uh, before uh, uh, next fall. So if that's the case, we sure hope that they come towards the U.S. for some of that business. As you mentioned, with the weather market, keeping an eye on South America, what is the latest as we have been keeping an eye on the northern part and the southern part, which have vastly different weather circumstances recently. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that uh, for the most part, you've seen some of the drier areas get some rain, but what they're watching right now is the forecast. So forecast uh, definitely doesn't look uh, fantastic uh, on the one side, but then you've got other forecast. You know, you see you've got uh, a couple of different models that are basically telling you different information. And so, you know, here's the thing. Uh, We're not going to know enough about this for another couple weeks. And so bottom line is... um, you're probably still going to have a little bit of angst whenever it comes to this. You know, we don't know uh, which one of these models is going to verify. Uh, And so whenever it gets right down to it as a producer, there's still going to be opportunities here, in my opinion, this volatility, a little bit elevated price action until we sort it out and see which one of these models is correct, whether it's going to be hotter and drier or whether it's going to uh, stay warm but uh, get a little bit wetter. Matt, let's switch over to the other side of the ag marketplace in the livestock complex. We've seen quite a bit of price movement recently. What are you thinking about what we've seen in the livestock market? Yeah, I mean, livestock market seems to be trying to build a little bit of a floor in place. I don't know that we've got the bottom in for now. There definitely was a mad dash to uh, exit longs. Uh, but at the same time, it looks like this week, maybe we put a bottom in place for the time being. Chart doesn't look fantastic, uh, but I've got to think that over the long haul, we're not going to see much lower prices, especially on cattle than what we've already seen here. What have been your conversations with cattle producers in seeing some of these wild swings in the last week or so? 
Well, there's certainly a lot of angst, a lot of fear that it's going to continue lower. But, I mean, you've got to take a close look at what the total herd size is. Cattle on feed should get tighter as we move forward. Uh, but, yes, there's a lot of frustration with cattle producers that have bought feeders at excessively high prices. Uh, and at this point, if they didn't do any hedging, they're definitely betting on the come. That's a little bit uh, scary. Have we seen anything better in the fundamentals in the hog market to give us any, I guess, of a little bit of a better outlook? Not really. I mean, we're, we're trying to kind of put a floor in place there. I mean, the hog market's up, down, all around. I mean, it's just been a rough go, but it looks like maybe we've established a little bit of an uptrend uh, from those October lows. And so uh, we've got to hope that the, that holds in place, at least this uh, trend line that we're seeing right now. Uh, I think that if you could stay above like the $68 level, you're going to feel pretty confident that that uh, upward trend uh, is going to hold in place for the time being. At this point of the year, when we think about demand, we're getting past, you know, the holiday season and now we are kind of in the in-between period. So we don't really get much of a boost, really, do we, from anything as far as special circumstances are concerned as we move past grilling season as well? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you'll get some bump here, of course, whenever uh, you get around the holidays. I mean, obviously, people are going to want to eat as good as what they could possibly eat at gatherings. But at the same time, you know, I mean, it's expensive to do anything right now. Everybody kind of knows that. With interest rates high, you've got to keep a close eye, especially when we're talking about meats, cattle, for instance. You know, what are the equities doing? And the cool thing yesterday, I mean, you're looking at equities uh, up there around 36000 I mean, as far as the Dow's concerned, uh, that tells me that uh, you know, I'm not super concerned uh, right now. Typically, you'll see the Dow and you'll see uh, cattle kind of trend with one another because of consumer uh, sentiment certainly uh, plays into that. But um, you've got to hope that uh, you continue to see, uh, you know, what I would say consumer sentiment stay strong. If that's the case, then I've got to think people are still going to want to go out for a T-bone steak. Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. A lot of great tools available for producers to use from agmarket.net. Matt, what's the best way for those listeners to get in touch for more marketing information. Yeah, just go right there at agmarket.net. That's the best place to get all of our information. Thanks so much, Matt, and have a great weekend. Yep, you as well. That was Matt Bennett with agmarket.net. It is time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down three quarters of a cent at 461 even. January soybeans down 12 even at 1330 and three quarters. December soybean meal down $7.50 at 434.70. December soybean oil up 11 cents at 52.40. Chicago wheat down one even at 569 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat up five and three quarters at 702 and a half. Kansas City hard red wheat down 10 and three quarters at 632 and a half. And December oats up 14 and a quarter at 374 even. On the Merck, December live cattle up 20 cents at 171.07. January feeder cattle up 40 cents at 220.35. December lean hogs up 5 cents at 68.82. December pork cutout up 12 cents at 80.75. Class 3 milk up 5 cents at 16.15. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>